On this episode of A Soul's Quest podcast, we're chatting with producer, engineer, songwriter, technology enthusiast, and more, Maximo Perez, also known as Mighty Max. Stay tuned. Let's get started. I'm just going to go right into it. So Max, right? Maximino Perez Jr. That's my whole name. <laughs> really? All right. Wow. I yes. like that. Maximino. I've never heard that before. Maximino. Yeah. People always like, how to, you, you know, they hear Max, Maxim, Max, uh, Maximilian. Maximilian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maximus. But Maximino is Maximus. But Maximus. they never oh. get Maximino though. Do, do, you know? Where did that come from? Where, like who, whose idea um, was it? Well, my father was named Maximino Perez. Nice. So I'm Maximino Perez Jr. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All oh, right. sweet. So what I'm I, Omar always gets me on this because I dive right into these um, interviews, no, but I'm it. just going to go right into it. Tell us yeah. where you were born. I want to know about your dependency stage. Where were you born? Your family structure. Talk to yeah, us. I was, share. Um, I was born in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 1971. But raised in the Bronx, um, we moved to the Bronx when I was uh, two years old. I moved to the Castle Hill Projects. Oh, right, yeah. So, so I grew up. Um, I grew up in the Castle Hill Projects. My mom and my dad, you know, they were together. So we had a, you know, we had a family structure. I had mm. two sisters, two older sisters. So I was the baby. Okay. <laughs> That's nice. They spoiled me. I was, I was just gonna say, did they spoil you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a little, I had a little leverage there. Uh-huh. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I grew up in a in a great family, you know. Um, I never realized that I was poor, you know, till I got mm. older. Mm. And because my parents, you know, we didn't we didn't feel that, you know, we had everything we needed. Um, Christmas time, we had the toys, you know. Both my parents were there, like I said. So we, I never realized I was poor until I wanted a pair of um adidas sneakers <laughs> and they were like that's 40 dollars can, we can't get you that this is in the 70s now yeah, you know? yeah yeah so and i was like what and and then i realized you know then i was poor and then i re- then everything else came into play oh wow okay we 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 got the free cheese line you know uh-huh. what i'm saying um oh hey oh go to the store oh i got food stamps okay oh. this is this is government okay i see what's going on so yeah. we're not you know, we're not rich or we're, you know, but that, that didn't bother me. It just, it kind of inspired me as a kid to want more, Mm -hmm. you know, okay. it kind of inspired me to want more because I saw, you know, my father, I remember this, this story really vividly because um, when I think of it now, it makes me feel sad. Um, So I wanted these, pair of sneakers right they were called kangaroos i don't know if any of you yeah i remember those (laughs) yeah i do remember those those were like super popular right they were really popular i wanted them so bad so bad and they were like they were like 40 bucks 50 bucks at the time and i remember my father getting paid that day and i was like i saw him with his wad of money right and i was like wow you make it. Wow. You got all that money. He was like, yeah, he was, can you buy me those sneakers? And he was like, yeah, we're going to go get you those sneakers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how much money you got? And he was like, I got a hundred, you know, I got paid 150 bucks. Wow. And I was like, wow. And you know, when I thought about it, then I was like, wow, you got a lot of money. But when mm-hmm. I think about it now, yeah, 
my father was raising, you know, trying to raise a family, making 150 bucks yeah. a week. Yes. And I was and then he bought my sneakers that cost forty dollars. Mm. So, you know, what I'm saying so. So that's when I, when, you know, when I think about all those things, I would realize that that I was poor, but it also made me realize that I wanted more. Like I, yeah. like I told you guys. So, you know, um, I got into hip. I, my mother, actually, she put me in a bunch of different things. Right. She kept me off the streets. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, so she put me in a marching band. So that's how I got into music. Right. I was I was a drummer. Um, and then I got into hip hop. Mm. Right. Twelve years old. Um. I was a break dancer. I was in a okay. crew called the East Bronx Breakers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and and we were really popular in my neighborhood. It was uh-huh. like hood famous. Hood know? famous, yeah. <laughs> that's the best kind of famous, ain't it? Yeah, that's the best kind of famous right <laughs> that there. That was really a good fame. So I was hood famous. Well, we we got to do a lot of things. We traveled. We performed mm-hmm. at places. We won some, we won some really big um b-boy battle contest at the time we battled one of the biggest crews and we beat them the rock steady crew oh wow oh, wow and, wow. We were, and we were and we were 12 years old 12 13 years old they were older than us they were 16 17 mm-hmm. 18 mm-hmm. Yeah. and i mean you could ask him too because he knows <laughs> <laughs> we, we, our crew beat them we were called the east bronx breakers so i grew up with a lot of culture right mm-hmm. you know like hip-hop i mean we were doing it without even realizing we were doing it. You know what I'm saying? It was just part of our lives. That's um, one thing that I really, uh, there's two things that I want to backtrack on because you mentioned, you, you mentioned something that, that resonates with me. Um, I was born in Dominican Republic and I always tell people I never knew what it was to be poor, you know, so I could relate to that part. And I attribute that always to my parents. So I want to backtrack a little bit because what you're yeah. mentioning right now, it's the beauty of 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 growing up in, in with a big sense of culture. But 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 you mentioned that your mother put you in all these things. So I want to backtrack and I want to yeah. talk first about let's talk about your mother and mm-hmm. and that influence um, because a lot of people um, don't understand the important role that it is to be a mother and a father and they take that for granted because there was mm-hmm. a sacrifice. So let's talk about your mom and your relationship with her um, because yeah, that's, that's something that I really wanted to dive into. Yeah. I mean, I was mama's baby boy, so you can yeah. imagine, right? Mm-hmm. She had two girls and I was the only boy and my mom, um, she was, uh, she was one of the first open heart surgery. Um, uh-huh. She was one of the first people that got an open heart surgery when she was 16 years old. So Whoa. the doctors told her that she couldn't have me. Oh, really? Wow. Right. She couldn't have any of us, but me especially because, because I was the last one. Right. And they were like, no, you shouldn't have a baby. And she was like, no, I'm having this baby. Mm-hmm. And, and she had me. So I appreciate her from the jump for just, you know, yeah. going through and, and having us. Yeah. But my mom was a loving person. She just wanted to keep us away. You know, she knew the neighborhood we were mm-hmm. living in and mm-hmm. how bad it was. It was getting, especially in the 70s, right? The yeah. Bronx was burning. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 And um, so she, from the beginning, she she just made sure that we were always busy, like that we were always doing something. So I was in the Boy Scouts. I was in baseball. I was in basketball. She put me in a marching band. I performed at every Puerto Rican parade from <laughs> my first, from the time I was five to about 
13, no, five, so about 14 years old, I performed in every Puerto Rican parade. Wow. She was, <laughs> and she was, you know, a loving mom, very strict about mm. school, mm. right? Um, quick story about my mom um, and school, right? I was, I'm jumping now to high school. I graduated early from high school mm. and it's, that's attributed to her because instead of uh, being, you know, hanging out in the summer, my mom was like, you got to go to school. Mm. So I used to have to go to summer, summer school, school. Yeah. even though I didn't have to go to mm-hmm. summer school. Yeah. But it was a blessing because it made me, I graduated early. And, and when we get into the story, you'll see the reason why that changed my life. Yeah. You know, as okay. we get to that, yeah. okay. but my mom was great. Um, you know, she, it was hard to balance, you know, um, I'm sure it was hard for, ba- you know, of course, having a little money and having three kids. Mm-hmm. But I think she did a great job. Like, you know, let I me can't go ahead. Yeah, let me sorry to interrupt. But I want to ask you this, because um, growing up in the Bronx, Castle Hill, mm-hmm. um, being a young person involved in, in in a new movement, in a new culture movement. um. It takes a lot of um, a lot of discipline not to stray, you know. I mean, I know that you've seen that. We'll talk about that later on down the yeah, down yeah. the conversation. Um, and and it takes a lot of um, guts because you know I I know how it is. Uh, the, uh our, our boys in the South Bronx are oh, your mama's boy. You know, you do whatever your mama's wants you to do, and she's very strict. How do you deal with that? How are you able to deal with that part? Um, because I know that you probably caught some slack from um, from your friends. friends. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's a good good point. My mom was really strict, right? But um, she knew that that I was passionate about this this culture, right? Dancing yeah. and music. She she knew that from a very young age. And um, I had a friend. I was in a group, right? A b boy group. I tell you, East Bronx mm-hmm. Breakers. And my mom met um one of my guys in the group's mom and she was she was the manager of our group Mm. so my mom let me hit the streets because she knew that that i was with somebody most of the time sometimes we weren't yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. because i was on the street at 12 years old but i wasn't Mm. on the street you know wilding out going crazy that Mm -hmm. came later but i was just performing and and going to shows and and practicing with a lot of practice so we would go to this community room and just practice all day but there's a lot of my friends that didn't have like a mom like mine mm-hmm. that was on top of me like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So she always wanted to make sure she knew where I was at. And, you know, I grew up with a lot of friends that passed away. I lived in the building 2125 became a really big drug dealer building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I don't blame my friends. Everybody was just trying to survive. Yeah. You know, understood. Yeah, it understood. wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh, you know, um, it wasn't even like we want to do this because we greedy. It was like we want to do this because we're trying to survive yeah. out here. Yeah. So I had my friends that were selling crack at a really young age, making a lot of money. Yeah. But then I, I see a lot of them just pass away, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, when I think about it now, you know, and I've thought about this throughout my life, but it was because of my mom, mm-hmm. you know, my mom being the way she was with me. Um really helped me people would laugh at me some oh you got to go upstairs you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. and you know that bothered me at that time but mm-hmm. you know when i think about it now it was it was something that had to be done and as a parent i'm sure she saw like i got to protect my little my my boy you yeah. know what i'm saying and make sure that i know where he's at 
I know who he's with. I know who he's hanging out with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was times when I was just hanging out mm-hmm. and she didn't know what I was doing. I would tell her I'm going here and I would be over there. You yeah. know, yeah. we all did that. Yeah. But but she was great. She, if, if it wasn't for her, um, I probably wouldn't be, you know, where I mean, I definitely wouldn't be where I am right now. But, um, you know, and then there's some negative things about mm-hmm. my mom, you know, like there's a yin and a yang to everything. Course, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, my mom, like I told you, she had open heart surgery mm-hmm. when she was young. Um, but she also had um, all types of medical issues. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were, I think, more psychological, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and she's my mom is still around right now, you know, mm-hmm. and um. And thank God she is. But a lot of that was psychological. And I realized that as well when I was when I was younger. And I realized that um, I had to really mentally be tough and not fall into the cycle of poverty. That's what I call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A cycle of poverty where it's just not it's just not um, about money. Right. Mm-hmm. It's about mental attitude. Right. It's about health. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if you look and when I go back and I see people in my old projects i'm like wow you know they've aged they you know we're not healthy you know um so so it's a lot of things but you know i love my mom and she's amazing so good you know yeah let me let me ask you this um because um you know you you also grew up with your dad um tell us a little bit about your dad You, you said the story about how much he was making on a weekly basis and the shoes um, tell us about him. Uh, uh, tell him. Tell us about your relationship with him. Um, some of those my, yin and yang parts. Yeah, my dad was a hard worker. Like he just worked hard. He was got his hands dirty. You mm. know what I'm saying? He worked in a factory. Mm. You know, back then, a factory in the South Bronx, right? <laughs> yeah. He he made these statues, like these figurines, and that was his job back then. So he was always working, working long hours. Um, and he loved the track. He loved to bet. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were going to say run. <laughs> no, no, no. He loved the, he loved okay. the horses. Remember right, OTB? Right. I don't know if yeah. you remember that. I remember OTB, <laughs> yeah. You know, the, so, what is it? The, the um, Westchester County Fair up there? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, up yep, there, yep. yep exactly. Yep. Yonkers. Yonkers. Um, <laughs> so I knew it was a good day when he came home at midnight with like, some jack-in-the-box remember that jack-in-the-box yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he came with some some i knew it was a good night that mm-hmm. he won or whatever yeah. so he was you know that's what he loved to do you know what i'm saying he he worked hard and and then he loved the, the track so you could see that dynamic right yeah. like oh shit i lost everything this week you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did that cause any like any friction between yeah. the two of them yeah i was just gonna between ask my that. mom i yeah. yes yeah I'm, I'm sure it did there was times where you know, we heard the yelling, we heard the fighting, mm-hmm. you know, but that, mm-hmm. you know, that's every relationship. But, every, you know, mm-hmm. yes, every is. relationship has mm-hmm. those kind of issues, you know, um, and if you don't, then you're really blessed. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I but, think um, I think you're blessed even when you have that because you have to have sort of this this real realness to this relationship dynamic, too. I mean, not every nobody's relationship is perfect. No matter Nobody. what you see on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's just Absolutely. not. So, yeah. Absolutely. So I think that's a blessing more than a perfect relationship because there's no such thing. Right. Personally. Right. But I my think. dad was good. He was a hard worker. Um, he passed away when I was uh, in my 30s. He died of diabetes. Again, oh, health. Wow. Yeah, right. Health. That's that's a real big reason the way I live my life right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I take care of myself. I eat well. I exercise. I yoga. I meditate. Mm-hmm. All these things are because of what my family went through and that I didn't want to go through. That yeah. I want to make sure that I'm strong. Yeah. Um, I just turned 50 this year. Oh, congratulations, man. Yeah. 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 Thank you, man. You don't yeah. look 50. <laughs> but he's in 71. It. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I made it. I made it from the Bronx through all the the adversities, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm here. So, and there's so much more to do. That's what yeah. I'm excited about. That's yeah. the beauty of it all. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, one last relationship. Those formative relationships are so key. And yeah. uh, and that's one of the things that I want to touch um, 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 of to our audience because uh, there's a responsibility that it takes to be a parent uh, because we always stand in, sho- in shoulders of giants and and our parents are those giants that brought us here um, for for better or worse you know they got us here so we got to take advantage of that um, tell me a little bit about your relationship with your, your sisters you know they they're doted on you. Uh, you were the baby. I'm sure that they were that if something was happening, they'd be the first ones down there. Oof, yeah. Getting ready. So <laughs> let's talk yeah, about your um, sisters. <laughs> I have two sisters. One, um, um, my youngest sister, not my my younger sister, um, she God bless her, she still takes care of my mom right now to this mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And that's important. And I love her for for being there for her, you know. Um, but she was the tough one, right? She was the one that had my back on the streets like anybody <laughs> mess with me she came downstairs and took care of business like, yes so nobody would mess with me because they knew my sister yeah <laughs> wow. my sister was gonna come down and take care of it like there's m- numerous times where she came down and and look out for her little brother so mm-hmm. you know i love her for that my older sister left um which was great for her you know mm-hmm. she realized you know, we live like I told you, we lived in the in the, in the Bronx, in the hood, in the mm-hmm. in the projects. And she realized that she wanted something better. Mm-hmm. And she moved to Texas oh, okay. to move with my aunt. And, you know, she built the whole life over there. And, you know, she's doing wonderful right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the camera. No, no, no. But, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, and I understand, like, I don't I'm not we not we don't get mad. You know, it's not like, oh, you left us or anything like that. It was more like you did what you needed to do to, to build a better life. Mm-hmm. So my sister's doing great. Um, and you know, they were always supportive of me. I was their little brother. So I was, like I said, I was, I was spoiled. That's good. <laughs> but I was living with all women because my father was working all the time. And so, I was always with women. That is exactly what I was just going to ask you is what was that like? Cause you're like the only guy, if your dad worked late hours, what was that yeah, like? Yeah, he was always working. You know what I hated the most about being the only boy when they would tell me, can you run to the store and get us some maxi pads? <laughs> oh, oh. That's, I had that's, to go get them. And I oh, said, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And you did it? And yeah. Oh, well, you had to. to. You know, <laughs> it's, to it's no it, choice. You know? <laughs> and I would, that would be the worst. I'd be like, oh, you really guys. And I would have to go look and come with a box and and paper it <laughs> but uh, it was great you know my sisters I, I i love both of them they were great um my sister's the one that that she she got her my oldest sister ruthie she was the first one to get like a radio mm. for christmas remember i mean she, radios in the 70s you know she got a radio and we used to listen to 98.7 kiss mm. fm oh, yeah and yeah <laughs> and you know it was hip it was hip-hop 
Yeah. And it was so brand new. Mm-hmm. We used to leave the radio on all night. So we used to fall asleep with the music. Nice. And I really think that that's another reason why music is so mm-hmm. influential in my life because it was just on all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. We were listening to hip and most of it was hip hop or R&B or yeah. Or, you know, or some Spanish music, right? Because my mom and my, my yeah. dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, my sisters were great. Awesome. Yeah. So what is your what is your background? Where I mean you said you were I'm Puerto Rican. Okay, you're Puerto Rican. Oh, you know. Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican raised, <laughs> a Puerto Rican raised in the Bronx, a New Yorkan. Yeah, New Yorkan. Yeah. My dad's a New Yorkan, so yeah. 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 That's that's good. Like cool. um, <laughs> you know, the first time I went to Puerto Rico, I was like thirteen years old. Mm. Okay. How was that? So how was it? Wow, it was it was cool. Oh. I went with my dad. It was just me and my dad. I got to see his family. I remember I, this one thing that sticks to my sticks in my mind all the time. We were like in this little campo, right? Uh-huh. Um, and and the, I remember seeing the pigs running around, the chickens <laughs> running around. I was like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> and the next thing you knew, I was seeing a pig get slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like, like everybody oh, that's from the yes. Caribbean He's has that story. story. It's, it's. <laughs> and and that was like, at the time, that was like, oh, my God. And then I had to eat the thing. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> and you can't be rude about it either. It's traumatic, right? But, no, yeah, you can't be rude about it. All night, it. you know? Oh, yeah. man. But you know, was, I seriously, ex- I feel like all people from the Caribbean have the same story. Omar has the story. Uh, Maria has this. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. W- 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 coming from the city... Right, because yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. get to see this stuff Mm-mm. in the city. No, no. And seeing that, and knowing that, wow, that's part of my heritage. That how did that make you feel? Because that's that's a that's a cultural shock. Um, I was just like, because you know, we would eat this stuff, um, in New York, of course. You know, mm-hmm. Benil and, yeah. and my father would love pig feet. I'm like, I know, I'm not with the pig feet. <laughs> um, Morcia, remember that Morcia? Oh, I love yeah. Morcia. Yeah, I still oh. do to this day. I don't. I used to no. love Morcia until don't I realized what the hell what it was. was. Yeah, <laughs> same. I've been knowing what that is. I don't mess with that yeah. or pig so, feet. <laughs> so you know, because in the city we don't get this because everything is brought here. Right? Yes. Yeah. You go mm-hmm. to the supermarket; it's there. Packaged. You, you know. So when you go to a place like Puerto Rico and you, you know, you got to pick something off the tree or mm-hmm. you got to get the chicken and it, it makes you like, wow, like w- I, I used to think I was lucky that I lived in New York, you uh-huh. know, because yeah. I didn't have to go through that all because we, we were there for two weeks, but I knew I was going back home. Yeah. But, you know, cold showers, right? Yes. The power yeah. goes out. The power yeah. goes out. Yeah. So it kind of made you realize, wow, I live I live in New York City, you know, which is. Cool, but now that I'm older, I kind of wish I had more of that. Yeah, mm. I can see that. Mm. Yeah, because I'm more in tune with nature now, and 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 how you know we're we're. I mean, if you think about it, we are spoiled, right? We mm-hmm. we live in the best time in history. Yes. Um, when it comes to the things that we have and how we get our food and, and our access it's just there, yeah, we mm-hmm. don't think about it. Like no. it, 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 I try to tell this to my kids you know we're lucky that we're able to get these things we don't even have to think about it right mm-hmm. exactly yeah you don't have to think yeah. about it not so at all it's a sense not of appreciation all. when you're able to go into that and yeah. see that and then come exactly. back to what you have yeah, yeah. even if it's exactly. minimal what you go back to it's still that uh, appreciation is the right yeah. word yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Let, and, let's um, so uh, sorry no I'm go sorry. ahead go ahead and, go ahead and so that's why um that first trip to puerto rico was was like a culture shock but yeah. it was also like 
like appreciation, right? Mm. You yeah. know. So, yeah. and I realized that as a young at a young age. Yeah. And then it's, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because again, now growing up, never feeling poor, but then realizing that you were, but then going back and you still have that appreciation for those things at a, at a very very young age. It's um those are experiences that are very formative and very powerful and yeah yeah that's that's something that I, that I, we're going to touch on that later on because that's a that's another one of my, my reflection yeah. questions All right. All right. <laughs> um but <laughs> l let's talk about education right um mm. again that's something that your mom your mother was big on and and obviously you 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 are you are as well um tell us about first which high school do you go to let me figure i i went to stevenson high school in the bronx yeah stevenson <laughs> you know stevenson it's Titus. yeah it's like no stevenson i went to stevenson. smith oh you went to smith okay. i went to smith yeah so we were we were we no were, no ps whatever that is well well i went to is 115th you know for middle school uh, gotcha. uh, i went to is 174 and PS one thirty eight and PS one thirty eight. Okay, and that's, yeah. yeah, that's Steven Stevens and whatever. No, Stevenson is the high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I don't know all, about all that. So all lo all my schools were local. Yeah, I okay. did do a st I do I did do a stint in the Catholic school for two years. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Um, but then my mom told me we couldn't afford it, so I went back to public school. No, went back to public gotcha. school. Gotcha. So t so tell us about your education uh, from elementary the, the the middle school years how. How were those? How were how how were your grades? Is what school something that you really enjoyed and then you you thrived on? I think um, what school taught me is is basically how to to communicate and and interact with other people mostly. You okay. know what I'm saying? Um, as far as the education part, you know, they gave us the basics, but I never thought that school especially public school in, in New York at the time, mm -hmm. um, pushed me. Like, it was easy for me, right? Oh. For me, I, I kind of, like, didn't even think about school. I just kind of mm -hmm. just went and got there and raised my hand a couple of times and passed. It was only after I finished high school that I realized that I didn't know anything, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I had to educate myself. And Well, and what do you mean by that? that because when I don't think schools especially now, even back then, we're not taught to be leaders or independent thinkers, um, thinkers mm -hmm. or even um, entrepreneurs. They don't teach us about money. They don't teach us about, about real life skills. It's just more memory based and, mm -hmm. and spitting out facts. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't think that's the best way to teach our kids. Agreed. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's how, you know, and I didn't realize that until after, but school was a breeze for me. It, it you know, I was a, a B plus student because I didn't even try. Mm. You yeah. know, it was just like, all right, I'll memorize this for a day. And then that was out the window again. You yeah. Know what I mean, mm -hmm. it was like, um, but, but I do appreciate my school for one thing, right? That I, especially my high school, that it changed my life. Mm -hmm. This is what we were talking about earlier. So I finished school early because of my mom sending me to summer school every year. Mm -hmm. So I finished school in December of my senior year. Oh wow. But okay. I, I wouldn't I had to wait to graduate with my class in June. In June. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I had six months where they were like, what are you gonna do? Like we need to have you do something. So they were like, we have this program. It's called the executive internship program. Mm. This is when internships first started out. Yeah. 
and they were free and and not free, but they were you could go to internship in high school. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to work in a recording studio. Mm. And they were like, oh, we don't know. You know, everybody was raising their hand. I want to work in a lawyer's office. I want to work in a doctor's (laughs) office. I want to work here. And I was like, I want to work in a recording studio because I like music. Yeah. And and yeah, and that's what I want to do. So they were like, we don't know. We have that. So anyway, they came back to me. And two weeks later, we, they were like, we don't have a recording studio, but we have a something called a post-production studio. Mm. And I was like, what's that? They were like, it has something to do with like radio and t- and a little bit of TV. And I was like, you know, I'll check it out. So I went to the job, to, to the interview, and the place was amazing. This is the first time I really got exposed to white people besides my teachers. Besides your teachers, wow. Yeah, wow. because before that, you know, yeah, that's not that in Latinos and, and Latinos. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Right. Yeah. And and so it was the first time I was exposed to to white people. And um, and I kind of loved it. Like it was, you know, they had seven studios and I was just excited to just be around there. And it took me away from the street again. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? So that was big because I had to jump on a train, go to Manhattan, sorry, mm-hmm. I had to, yeah. go to Manhattan. So it kept me again away from from just being out there hanging out, maybe getting in trouble. So that one thing changed my life. And I knew that I wanted to like do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was started. I started when I was a production assistant. Right. Um, Making copies of tapes and and radio commercials and freestyle music tapes, (laughs) copies of tapes. Like this is a funny story Um, at that job as an intern there was a young freestyle artist that had just put a song out and his name was Mark Anthony. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is hilarious. And, wow. I had to, and I had to create like a thousand copies of this Mark Anthony freestyle song. Mm-hmm. I think it was, it wasn't really good. Do <laughs> you still have but, a tape somewhere? You should send it to no, him. I wish. Like, I like, wish like I remember this? <laughs> I wish I had that. But, you know, so, so I got to see things like that I got to see like um like hip hop artists come through and do mm-hmm. commercials. I used to work with a a lady called Downtown Julie Brown. Who's oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I also worked with a guy named Ted Demi who yes. created MTV Rap, mm-hmm. MTV Yo Raps. Wow. Which was the biggest hip hop show. Yeah. Back yeah. In the days. Oh yeah. With with, with, with so, Ed Lover and Dr. Dre. Oh, right. yeah. Exactly. But Ooh, he yeah. was the creator. Oh, wow. His name was Ted Demi, and okay. he he actually passed away. But um. It was great. So I wanted to work there. Like I was like, no, I have to, you know, my internship is over in June. Mm -hmm. So I worked extra hard for them. So like Mm. when my time was up and I and I was and I could leave, which was like three o'clock because it was a school schedule. I used to stay till six Mm. o'clock, seven o'clock. And I think they kind of saw my my passion and, and really wanting to be there. And I used to talk to the boss and be like, listen, when I graduate, I want a job. I want a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want a job. And I used to always tell them, I want a job. <laughs> right. So, you know, they had hired somebody like um, maybe a month before I'm supposed to graduate. And I'm like, damn, mm. I'm not going to get this job. They just hired this guy. I'm going to have to, you know, figure it out. Yeah. But the, the day, the day, I, my last day at the studio, they came up to me and they were like, would you like a job? Ooh. Just like that. Would you like a job? I was like, 
oh my god and they fired the other guy oh, <laughs> oh my god he, he, he wasn't cutting it he wasn't it. cutting it he wasn't cutting it and they gave me the job and i remember i was making 350 dollars a week wow. I, was like, I was balling right balling. yeah you were you know i was yeah. 17 years old oh mm. oh yeah you know you're definitely um, balling <laughs> yeah, I had a job yeah. like mm-hmm. out of high school in a recording studio. Yeah. Um and it was amazing. So that changed my life, you know? So it so changed let me my path. Good. Yeah. Let me ask you that cuz this uh, we believe um yeah that education and, and you you are you're absolutely right about education, right? I, I I like the word, the origin of the word. It has two meanings, right? One is instruction, which is really what we get in schools. Not very good instruction, but instruction nonetheless. And the other part is the experience, right? And what you're describing right now is almost like falling in love, you know? Like nobody could tell you, and nobody could tell you this is your path. It it happened. It happened. Can you tell me it it happened, but also there were a lot of choices that you made. I I want you to take us to to the feeling of, of, of being in that studio for the first time um, and knowing in your heart, in your soul, this is it for me. Um, because that's the part that is, it's, it's, it's an art more than, a, than it is a process. You know what I mean? And, and, and very seldom do people find that, that I, think, I think it comes to all of us. Some of us listen to it. Some of us ignore it. But you chose to listen to it. So tell me about that feeling when you were when you were there when you were engrossed in it. How did it feel like? Um, I just knew that it was the right thing to do for some mm-hmm. reason. I mean, because when I when I when I when they gave me the tour of the place, um, you know, they took me to all the studios, and I was like, "Is is that a is that a drum machine?" They were like, "No, that's a tape machine." Is, what is that? Like, I the curiosity was there, you know, nice. and and it, and I knew that right there that. It, yeah, I, 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 you know, this is not a music studio, but the equipment is the same. They told me and and they had studios and they had microphones. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I'll do this because if not, then what, what's the other choice too, right? Like yeah. I didn't what I'm going to do, go back to Stevenson, stay in the street, like do be a um, help a teacher, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the closest that you were even at the time. You may not have known this is the perfect this is going to be the closest that you were going to get to doing the recordings, the music. Right. So, okay. Yeah. This is the closest I was going to get. So I took it. Right. And, um, I took it and, and like he said, the feeling was like, this is right. It felt Mm, right. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and I was making money. I mean, not, (laughs) not, not at the internship level, but in the summer of that year, Mm -hmm. I, I started making money and, you know, and to be, you know what? I skipped the whole part. I was a paper boy. Oh, okay. Before that, like from 12 years old to about 16 years old, I was a paper boy. I used to wake up every morning at 530 in the morning wow. to deliver papers seven days a week, 365 days a year. Come rain, wow. rain, snow, everything. Snow, yeah. No matter what, I had to deliver those papers. So that kind of built this um, discipline mm-hmm. of hard work. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. And um, so when I when I saw that, um, and you know, I had another job before that, um, before I got to um you know, after 60, I worked in a supermarket at mm-hmm. Key Food. 
Um, food. I got fired. You got Ooh. fired? What happened? <laughs> Can I ask? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> Just curious. Somebody was supposed to do something at the job, right? And I guess it fell on me, but I didn't think it was my responsibility. Like I, it was kind of thrown on me. Yeah. So I got demoted. Right. And I was told to go work and at the front and pack groceries. <laughs> okay. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Nah, that's too embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my no. boys come here. <laughs> I, I, I went from dairy. No, no, I'm not doing that. That's so a big demotion. I stood my ground mm-hmm. and I got fired. Wow. Um, well, good and, for um, you. That's actually yeah, yeah. a good story. And I got fired. And I remember that day because I cried because I wanted, you know, I was like, damn, that was unfair. I felt like it was unfair, you know. Yeah. Um, But then that whole opportunity came, you know. Yeah. And 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 I went with that. And and, you know, everything happens for a reason. Right. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm glad I didn't stay there because maybe I would have been there right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so could have um, been the manager. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> the managers what they made too. I mm. said, "Oh, that's uh, a lot of money." Yeah, no, it's <laughs> nah. not. <Yeah. laughs> nah, nah, we're good. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, the the experience was great, and yeah. I knew that I was I was that's where I needed to be at that mm. time in my life. Let me backtrack just a little bit, um, because your love of music and and the art and the expression of it, um, a, a artist, you know, a true artist, really, that comes from a different place. You know, it doesn't come from the intellect. Um, it, it comes from a different place. So your journey as a, a b-boy dancer, mm-hmm. um, tell tell us about that experience a little bit because it merges with 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 this stage and in, in which you are you're beginning. You found a job. You're beginning to self reliant. But I don't want to move forward without touching on that part because that was very formative too. Oh my god, that was amazing. That it that gave me confidence. Mm. Okay. And, you know, as a child, it's very important to build confidence mm. in kids. Yes. You yeah. know, that's why we do sports. That's why, you know, they play piano, they do music because, you know, they just need that one thing to make them feel good. Mm. And b-boying was that one thing awesome. for me. I mean, because, you know, I don't know if you remember those old school parties, boy, but. Oh, yeah. The, the circle mm-hmm. go down mm-hmm. and break. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And if you danced, you got the girls. Yeah. So <laughs> priorities <laughs> if, at the time. Know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you need money. Right. Now you need money. But yeah. Then no, you no. need girls. Right? Yeah, yeah. Then you need you need to know how to dance. Yeah. You, you had to bring the skills. You had to have the skills. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so so that kind of inspired, you know, that kind of built my confidence up, you know, and people knew who you were. You know, like I said, I, it, it was it was ghetto fame street yeah. fame you <laughs> yeah, know yeah. and the and the, the hood knew who you are so it built that confidence and it was the it was i've had a lot of fun in my life like I've, there's a lot of moments that i could be like wow that was great i got to do that i got to do this i got to do that mm-hmm. but th- at the early stage of my life that was like amazing because i was doing what i loved yes. right? yeah. I, was, i was dancing i was traveling i was performing It was great. And it, like I said, it built that confidence. So, yeah, breakdancing was very influential. And it also um, built my palette of music. Right. Yeah. Mm, because I was I was listening to everything mm-hmm. hip hop at the time, you know, so um, it, it kind of built that love for the culture and the music. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah. So how how was that the uh, you're growing up I mean you're 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 immersed in hip hop culture at its totally. essence at its essence I mean uh, that's the very We few weren't thinking about making money no. just, this is what we do yeah, yeah and this is just the the beginning of of a of a, of a cultural and global revolution um you're not thinking that um it, it, it's 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 not your 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 thought at the moment But when you look at when you look back at it, I, I mean, there's very few of you that could say that. Oh man, I, I I always look back at it and and like wow, um, I you know one of the things I do regret, but I don't regret it because it lives in my heart and in my brain is that as a younger kid and 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 it, it gets me um what's the word, not jealous but um. I wish we had this when we were younger. So think about this, right? So kids nowadays could document their whole life. Mm, yes. Mm. Yeah. We yeah. couldn't do that. No. 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 I wish I could have documented my life with like social media, yeah. with with video, with having a phone so I could take pictures yeah. because there were so many amazing moments that just live here. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, you know, I have a couple of newspaper articles. I have a couple of pictures of us. But if look. I could see video of that mm. yeah. and show my kids like, yo, look, this was yeah. this was us. You yeah. know, this is what we were doing back then. Um, it would have been amazing. So that's the only thing I regret. So the difference between us, like my crew, the East Bronx Breakers, and let's say the Rocksteady crew, mm -hmm. is that the Rocksteady crew documented their journey. They did. Yeah, they oh. did. They have. They have it on tape, yeah. you know, and we didn't. And that's why, you know, we don't have that um, that fame or that or that acknowledgement. The in archive, the, culture. The, the archive, which is super important. But, you know, but people who were there know they know. Yes. And, yeah. and they know. So. So that's what gives me, you know, like, you know, it's I'm cool with that, you yeah. know, I'm cool with that. And I have my memories that that live up here. Right. But also you know? but also in a in a more, you know, holistic way. And this is what I, one of the things that I like to tell people is that, yes, it's not documented. But the actions that were taken and the things that you guys did. Um, other people watched and saw and implemented yeah. and grew the culture and grew the movement. Um, so it's almost like the the epitome of of doing what you love and then impacting the world because of it without the recognition of it. Yeah, because you didn't yeah, know I, that you were doing that because you, you did it and it was an exponential thing if you think about it because mm -hmm. people were latching onto that. Go, I want to be like that guy. I want to do that too. True. Oh my God, these because, guys are amazing. Because you trust me. I mean, like mm -hmm. we all know that, you know, if you, if you, nobody says and when they pick the top five rappers, nobody says KRS one, but we all know the truth, you know, and, but if it wasn't for him, all these other guys that hurt him would have never no develop they wouldn't that wanna, yeah they'd yeah. be like i want to be like chris you know yeah, yeah. Let, let's you know and then it goes on from there you know from I there like this. i want to make that so mm -hmm. that's kind of yeah. like what what when i'm listening to your story it's 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 that and this is one of the things that i always encourage people when you follow what you love it may not benefit you right off the bat but the influence exponentially that he has on other people mm -hmm. you know that you could have yeah. now um um the entire world dancing to your moves because somebody else saw you do it that's yeah. an amazing beautiful thing but it's hard to to see in a limited time and space you know mm -hmm. 
But that's a beautiful thing. That is a that's a beautiful thing. One of the things that I I also love about that moment was the we that we didn't realize is the fashion that we were creating, you Mm -hmm. know, like, yeah, shell top Adidas with big fat laces. Yes. Um, (laughs) um, Jean jackets with pieces on the back. Uh Gold chains with nameplates. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Gold dookie ropes. Mm -hmm. You know, this is all stuff that. You know, that's why I had that paper route. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just my, my parents, you know, they didn't have the money to 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 buy that stuff for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I needed to get money. Right. Yeah. You know, so so I just did that to buy those things, those sneakers and 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 to to be fresh when I was going down battling somebody, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. But but the but I didn't realize the impact of all that. Like I didn't realize it was a culture. It was just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what we do. This is how we dress. This is what we move. This is how we talk. Yeah. You know, you were making so, a statement. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it, was, it, was, it was, I mean, but again, it's like, it, it, it's, it's, you want to be get a fame, get a famous, but that's the beauty of life. You know, I mean, you may not have the archive, but your actions impacted. I, I, I think history, so. I think the history of music. People. I mean, it, it, yeah. it has impacted the history of music and that's how significant it is even though there's no records of it that's that's beautiful i think that's that's poetically beautiful and just yeah. out of itself yeah <laughs> thank you i have a question for you because yeah. we went right yeah. into the dependency stage i didn't even have to introduce it because it was like seamless so it's perfect but okay. um one of the things that i'm curious about as you were becoming a you know high school young adult you know now you're in the record studio you're doing all this stuff that you love and that you want to be a part of meeting um celebrities or would-be celebrities did you did you have any like um like role models or any mentors that you sort of followed or that that were a big part of your life at the time i do yeah i had this one lady um her name was yvonne may she's my friend to this day um she worked at the studio that she was a client at the studio that i worked at she was like um, when when she came in, everybody was like, oh, my God, Yvonne's coming in. You know, she was like a big client of this because mm-hmm. she worked for at the time. It was CBS Records, oh, okay. which was Columbia Records, okay. right, which is Sony Records now. Right. Right. Um, and she was um, the big client for the studio because they spent a lot of money there. Right. And um, I see her in the hallways and I went up to her. And started talking about music and I told her that I sing and and that that I wanted to be an artist and 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 she took the time to listen to me and mm. she was like, Look, I heard because I did this little demo at that studio, right? And she was like, Listen, I think you have talent, you know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I want to work with this lady now that worked at CBS, that my job is like she's the big cheese over there. Like when they come in, she's like, Oh my god, Yvonne May's coming, and she mm. was tough with them, right? Yeah. And she took hold of me and kind of like took me by the wing. Mm. And from there on, she started taking me to all these industry parties, oh. meeting all these artists, um, basically teaching me how to be um, a man in the new world that I was in. Not like like my parents, because they knew what they knew. Right. They knew how to raise me and to be a good human being. Yeah. But she taught me how to fit in this new world that I was in now Mm -hmm. and how to talk and how to, how to present myself and Mm -hmm. how to, how to deal with situations, you know, 
her name was Yvonne May, and she's still she's still my friend right now. And um, yeah, so she guided me. She also got me my next job, oh, you know, hey. after that. Okay. Um, and you know, she spent money on me, like helping develop me, like as an artist, you know, as a producer. Mm. And um, so I'll never forget her. She was like my uh my wing at that time in my life and mm. everybody needs somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So she was that person for me. And um, yeah. And I'll never forget that. Cause from there, she got me my next job, which took me to the next place, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Did you just out of curiosity, any girlfriends or anything you oh, haven't mentioned? I always any girl had girlfriends. <laughs> oh, never mind then. <laughs> That's like, whatever. Right. <laughs> we, we, we skipped all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anybody that you were with maybe as a young adult, when you're more like uh, taking it more seriously, you know, you're in a bigger um, arena work wise and whatever, um, you know, when when I was I mean, if you want to get it, into that, um, <laughs> let's get into we the, do. Let's get into the heartbreak. Come on, there's always yeah, a heartbreak. He, he said it. Yeah, let's let's get into it. Come on, man. We gotta, I'm sorry. You know, he said it. Every man that, that's ever loved is, knows what a heartbreak is. He, he's had his Listen, heartbreak. You yeah. know, that messed me up for a long time. I want to hear about that. Let's what hear happened? about that. And I didn't realize it for a long time. Really? You know? yeah. yeah, I didn't realize what I was doing for a long time. Right. Um, so I was 12 years old. Oh, hey. years old. Remember, I was, I was out in the street already. I was yeah. breakdancing. It's a prime time to get your heart broken. Prime time to get your heart broken. <laughs> so I had this girl. I'm not even going to mention her name. <laughs> nah. If and you do, we'll bleep it. And, yeah. And I liked her and we were like, I, I thought we were like together. I gave her my ring. You know, oh. I, ring. I gave her my ring. That's commitment right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's commitment at 12. <laughs> Listen, trust me, man. I, I, I'm with you. Keep going. Keep going. And, you know, we were cool for a while. And then she played me with <sighs> one of my friends. <sighs> mm -mm. And it broke my heart. At 12? Was, like, yeah. was she like older? Or was she 12 She was too? older than me, yes. I was 12. She was like 15, probably. Mm. Mm. That's my, there, wow. 12, 13. She Dang. was 15. He's pulling like that. He was pulling <laughs> you, like you that. You had it like that, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, had, it had his perks. It had his perks. Remember, it had his perks. And yo. Anyway. And it, <laughs> it, it just changed me. And I didn't realize it changed me because I didn't feel like I needed to be faithful to anybody after that. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? So, 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 yeah, I had girlfriends. I had a girl that I was with for eight years. Wow. Yeah. But in between that, I was you know mm -hmm. i was being young right yeah. yeah yeah i was doing my thing um and then you know and then i just i just kept moving on then that was eight years that relationship then that mm -hmm. ended and then i ended up being with someone who was an artist mm -hmm. like because a singer you know someone mm -hmm. that maybe i thought understood me yeah but that turned out to be even worse <laughs> <laughs> that that relationship made me realize um when i got with my wife who i'm with right now mm -hmm. that i had something beautiful yeah Be because you when you go through something real bad like a bad relationship mm -hmm. you realize when you have something good yeah. you know and i realized i had something good with my wife who i've been with 25 years oh now. wow congratulations wow. Yeah, congratulations so, so around about 25 we met and then by 27 we were like all right okay we had a kid and we we stayed together mm -hmm. you know and then we it took us a while to get married but we got married yeah so what um, healed what healed that 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 
that heartbreak because it happens. That's a good question. That's an excellent question. That's an excellent question because that heart, that heartbreak, because I remember when when I got with the 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 young lady before my wife, Mm -hmm. that was a heartbreak, too. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it was it was a bad relationship, but it was also a heartbreak. And you were um, and you were looking to. You, I feel like I found somebody that's compatible in the same industry at that time. My yeah, same lifestyle. Right. So you, that was a heartbreak too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I ended up getting sick off of that relationship, like mm. physically sick. Mm. I ended up in the hospital. Wow. Really? Yeah. I had a bleeding ulcer. Wow. wow. You were stressed. Stressed. Oh my god. Exactly. I feel you. That to you. And I feel yeah, you. Yeah. And, and you hit it right on the nail <sighs> when you said what healed that. What healed that was. I said to myself that I would never be in that situation again. Mm. I would never let myself have someone hurt, you know, do it doesn't matter who it is. I would never get to that point where I end up hurting myself, meaning like physically or like sick or stress, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, And that's when the healing started. So I started reading this is when, you know, they say you don't learn until you want to learn. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I used to read books, but they would come out. But I started reading mm-hmm. for the first time mm-hmm. and I started reading. And how old self-help. are you then? I'm, I'm 24. Okay. 24, okay. 24, okay. 24, All right. Just making sure I'm on the area. Okay. And I started reading a lot of health. I mean, self-help books. Right. Mm-hmm. And and just learning how to grow internally. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And and, you know just self-healing and like he said like how did you self i started with that i read a book by um anthony robbins remember mm-hmm. i don't know if you yeah. know yes. who anthony yeah. robbins is mm-hmm. and it was he led me down the first path of like all right i want to i want to be better yes. you know i was already doing good like you know i didn't realize it but i was already doing good like i had a job i had an apartment mm-hmm. yeah i had a you know i was doing good but i wasn't doing good inside mm-hmm. you know yeah mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that uh, because when I was going through my, you know, that portion um, heartbreak. Well, well, it's it, oh, it, it was I a know. catastrophe, his, his- catastrophe. <laughs> One of the books that actually was given to me was Tony Robbins, um, which was uh, Awaken the Giant Within. You know, and same book. Yeah, uh, you, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. so it's interesting that you mentioned that because uh, you know, it, it, there there were there were some things there that that really really helped me overcome those things. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a uh, pretty yeah. interesting. That's a pretty pretty yeah. Pretty cool. And and that's what led me down the path of of self development and mm-hmm. self you know self love and self healing mm-hmm. and. And, you know, I started taking care of my body, more eating the right foods. Mm. And I've been doing this, what I do right now for like 25 years, started practicing yoga at that time. That's uh. my first introduction to it. Yeah. Um. So that was in my like 25, 20. And then I, I kept doing that. And I'm still doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And I'm still feel like I still got more to go. Like, yeah. you, you what they say, you you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. 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 And I'm just trying to you know learn every day you yeah know? Awesome. you're open to opportunities and learning new things which is um All a beautiful yep. thing you know what i mean i have a question yeah. so you mm-hmm. you say so you said something and, and i'm just paraphrasing because i the way you said it it, it, mm-hmm. it stood out for me you said that you that experience um brought you to a place where you're like i realize i need to like take care of myself basically in essence, right? You needed to focus on. So when you said that, I was like, oh, so does that mean that he, 
you weren't going to give yourself to somebody in the way that you were in terms of like, um, for a lack of better words, idolizing a relationship that it got you to this place where you were self-destructive because that doesn't necessarily mean, and and I sort of want to hear from you that, um, you know, we've been together for 20 years too. And so, and we care for each other deeply, obviously. Thank you. And we love each other, but I'm doing things that I need to do for me. And he's doing, you know what I mean? Like we love each other and we contribute to, um, collectively, but we also are individuals. So is that what you mean by that? Like you weren't going to give to a relationship to the point where you're soft. No, no. I, cause I give a hundred percent to my relationship, but if, if my, if we, if, if my relationship ever got toxic, that I would not allow myself to fall down that path again. I have to wake up like, yeah, you look what's happening again. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't go down that path right. again. And it was more, like you said, like like a, a, a path of I wasn't good enough, you know, gotcha. or, you know, yeah, like you weren't good enough when when you absolutely were, you yeah. know, yeah. and and just to realize that and, and to be um, aware of that and, and to make sure that that. We beat each other. We beat ourselves up all the time. Yeah. We beat ourselves up yeah. over relationships, over all types of things, jobs, over other people. And I'm, I'm, I'm not beating myself up for anybody unless, you know, it's my family. I, you know, I'll do whatever I have to do for my family. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, like I just got to stay because I'm no good to nobody else. If I if I can't be good, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. such a basic so, principle, but and, very effective, you know. You know yeah. And, yeah. and the yeah. Inter- the interesting thing is that, um, you know, I'm listening to everything that you're saying, and it's the experience of it, the experience of going through it, because you mentioned, for all intents and purposes, I have a job, uh, I'm good financially, uh, I'm working hard, I'm doing all these things, um, but then this aspect of your life. Um, kind of like fell short. So it was almost as if it needed to be reintegrated. Mm. So that needed to break. It, it, it's that what you, how you see it now, looking back in retrospect? Um, it, it was, yes, yes. and But it was also the time when I realized why I was the way I was, you know, with, with uh, other women like mm-hmm. before, because that's when I realized, oh, the reason why you were like this is because of this girl that did this to you when you were 12 and now you're going through that again yeah don't make the same mistake uh-huh. going forward now what do you, you know? attribute that self-awareness because again these are these are phrases that we, we we throw in our society very quickly you know that's you know self-awareness and, and self-actualization this is an experience what what gave you the word with all even at 25 to be able to be so introspective as to put those two things together, which so far apart. Um, most of the time in our culture, we don't reflect in it. Like, why gave you the wherewithal? Um, that's a good, you know, I, and I gotta be honest, I've always felt like I was connected mm, okay. to whatever they, whatever you want to call it, a higher mm-hmm. being, God, yeah, spirit, something. Mm-hmm. I've always felt, felt that and i and i believe that to this day i've always uh-huh. had this connection like my friends used to laugh at me because i want to go see sunsets 
we love that. They must have gave you a hard time. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they used to call me nature boy. You know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. Because I, I wanted to experience those things. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I was the guy who, when we go away, was like, yo, I want to wake up early to see the sunrise. You know? Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. That's we awesome. would have loved hanging out with you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the sunrise. So I think I've always had a connection. Um, and then I just had to become aware, mm-hmm. right, of it. And and trust me, this was not a fast process. This was like little by little. And 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 when I look back at it now, you know, and even today, right? Like we all have to go through it. Like, what I'm going through this, you know, like some days I feel like shit, okay. This is why you feel like this, you know, like it's just awareness Mm -hmm. about who's around you, what's around you, what's going on. And just being able to to step away from it and and see it from another side and then then you could deal and then move on, you know, put things into perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So So right now, I my my next because you mentioned Yvonne brought you to so let's go into your let's go into the maturity stage this is sort of like you're an adult now you're in your career right this is where you're you want to be tell us about that Yvonne took you to the next job that you you said you got right so Yvonne May she um she recommended me for a job being a post-production um assistant right so Mm. I was in the room with um a mix engineer her name was Sue Polino, she was a lady also. I'm always surrounded by these lady women. Um, <laughs> like, um, right, your sisters and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was always women. Um, Sue Polino, and um, she was a great engineer. She's still a great engineer. And um, so on the strength of Yvonne, Sue hired me and I became her assistant. And it was great because I really, then I really started learning, started being around some really big heavyweights worked on some really cool projects with her and, and, and started doing my own thing, becoming my own engineer. Um, but you're going to say something. Yeah. I want to, I want to hear what are some of the school pro- projects? That, yeah. Oh, the, I want to know about the projects. Sharing, yeah. and what is the, if you don't mind, cause I don't know anything about this. Like, what do you, when you say oh, what was an engineer? Right. Yeah. What were you yeah. doing? So, so back Back in the 90s, right? Because this is in the 90s. Oh, now, yeah. Right? This is like best, I love the 90s. Best era of music ever. Sure so is. We, we were 90. <laughs> we're talking about, let me see. I was in, we're talking about 93 now. Wow. 94, wow. 95, 96. Oh, my gosh. So, um, I, I used to do a lot of things. So I used to do, um, so for music videos, I used to get sound effects and put them in the music videos. I used to take curses oh. out of rap records because at that time rap was cursing a lot we had mm-hmm. the west coast we had gangster rap kind of come out uh-huh. so i was able to work on some some really cool projects which was simple just taking out the curse words but i'll give you some um biggie Smalls. oh biggie smalls um um oh, you, it you was ha- all a dream oh, yeah. i used to eat word up magazine i worked on that video oh wow um, who shot you wow one more chance wow. oh my goodness what? Nas. Nice. Um, um, so all these 90s hip hop artists and, you know, nobody knew my face because because right. I'm behind the behind scenes. The scenes, behind the scenes right? yeah. yeah, I'm behind the scenes. But I got to work with all these people. I got to work with Puff, um, um, a lot of the people that worked for him. Now, did you um, actually got- meet these people? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. OK, well, you did not not big and not Nas. OK, but I met Puff. OK, um, mm-hmm. this first time I met Puff 
was um he was working on um here come the brand new flash yes. yeah. oh my god yeah that, that <laughs> one was that was hot when it came out i mean yeah, yeah. And then the remix was forget about it sorry yeah, go ahead yeah, I exactly. <laughs> and then um he came with the next single for for his artists and that was one of the the jobs where I had to find sound effects and put the sound effects in. It was like explosions. So I was doing a lot of post. They call that post editing and mm -hmm. and okay. post sweetening. Okay. And um and I was able to to work with Sue and then do some stuff on my own too. Mm. Um and work on those projects, work on Wu Tang projects. Oh my goodness. I worked on um what's that show? Oh my God. Um I just went blank. Um the the real world oh wow. yeah that's, that's the that's the very first the, the first very couple first ones one. that came out yeah, yeah. yeah. First, wow the first um reality show yes yeah yes so I the love real that. world i got to work on that as well um it was just a bunch of of, of hip-hop 90s music mm -hmm. and we had all the accounts at that place so at that time you know everybody um media companies and music companies needed to come to these places to get their products and their commercials and their videos edited mm -hmm. and their videos, um, you know, post-production yeah. audio wise. Right. So I was there. I was, wow. and, it, and it's amazing that I'm able to say this. Cause when I look back, I'm like, damn, I did a lot of, a lot of cool stuff, yeah. but nobody would know that. Right. Yeah. Because, because it's, it's all up here. I was behind the scenes, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. but it, it was amazing that moment in time, also and then so when we moving on so then i i was there for a while i was working on music i was developing music right, right. i was with a um a production company called mad music mm. we were we were putting we were putting artists trying to get artists on trying to get record deals for people and then i made a mistake mm. right we all make mistakes mm -hmm. i was chasing the money and i went and took a job at fox news channel which is the mm. fox news channel we know right now okay. yeah right yeah. Uh -huh. And it was up and coming back in the 90s. It was 96. It was yeah. launching. Launching, it was just correct. Coming. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I was there before it launched. And I I left music mm -hmm. to go work at news to chase the money. Mm -hmm. And that was a big mistake for me okay. at the time because you know I was chasing the money, right? I, I went from making, you know, $35,000 as a 23-year-old yeah. to making seventy thousand wow. dollars yeah yeah and That's i a big chased jump. the money yeah. mm -hmm. but when i look in hindsight um i should have just stayed in music mm -hmm. still right. Right. and built those relationships that i already had because i i took four years out my life to work in news that i really didn't like the job you know mm. gotcha. um so let me ask you about that yeah. because a lot of people like struggle with that with, with this particular scenario when it comes to careers you know we always want more money but but we sacrifice something else in between yeah I've, tell yeah. me about let's 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 that let's dive a little deep into that um because this is this is uh uh something that a lot of people have experienced so tell me about the feeling now that you were you change you chase the money you're working in a in a field in which you, you're beginning to recognize uh-oh I don't want to be here. I don't want to be mm -hmm. here. Tell me about about that that realization and the transition through that realization. Yeah, it was like, you know, at first it was great, right? It was like, all right, I'm making this money, you know. Um, what were you doing there? I, I was an audio engineer. I was okay. mixing live news. Okay. So when you see um, um, 
Bill O'Reilly because I worked on that show too. <laughs> you see Bill O'Reilly uh-huh. on there, you know, uh-huh. mixing it, and then I'm also doing um, a two. This they call it a two work, which is miking people up. So mm-hmm. I really got to meet all the guests that came in because I had to get close to them. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Right, so I have to yeah. put the microphones on them, make sure they're here. Yeah. So, um, so I got to meet a lot of people doing that job but it wasn't music right Mm -hmm. and and where i wanted to be was music i was meeting politicians i was meeting all these other type of people which was cool i'm not you know mad at it yeah but it took me i felt like it took me away from my path a little bit because and and i ended up getting on the path again right Mm -hmm. because while i was working at fox when i got home i would work on music right okay so I was always doing music at the same time. But if I would have just been doing music 100 percent, it would have I think it would have been uh, a easier journey. Right. Mm-hmm. It probably something different probably would have happened. But whatever. We can't come. We can't look back. No. Yeah. We just look forward. But I, when I think about that, that was a moment that it kind of slowed me down. Mm-hmm. And I okay. knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was there for four years and then I finally realized that it was time to go. And I found out that uh, BT was coming to New York, Black oh, okay. Entertainment Television. Yeah. And, you know, I had a great job. I was making money. I had a 401k. I had full security, you know, medical, yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. And I left it to go work at a job that was not giving me, you know, I was a freelance. I was making probably the same money. But I didn't have no benefits. Mm-hmm. I didn't have mm-hmm. any 401k. I didn't have any of that, though, that extra stuff. Mm-hmm. I was a freelancer. I was a self-employed person now. Okay. okay. But I, I took the job because um, I did both of them for like two weeks to see how. Yeah. So I would wake up at six in the morning to go to Fox and then mm. go to BT at like one to work till 12 midnight. Mm. Wow. So it was long. Yeah. But then yeah. I realized, you know what, no matter what. This is where I got to be. Right. Okay. So it was music. I started working on the show 106 in Park. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Which awesome. was a great show. Yeah. I worked on it from day one. Um, and when I realized that, I, I said, this is going to be special. This show is going to be special. And and I, I just left Fox. I remember telling my, uh, I guess my boss that I'm leaving. He was like, what? What are you doing? Like, you're going to come back. Mm. <laughs> nah, <Right enough>. nah. <laughs> never went back. Nah, I never came back. And um and I loved it. I loved I loved that job. That was a great mm. job. I was there 15 years as a freelancer. Wow. I got to produce um music on all the sh- you know for the shows. For the shows. I yeah. got to meet amazing artists. I got to work with amazing artists. What I did there was I did the same thing. I had to mic people up. I also um um dealt with the bands setting mm-hmm. up the bands mm-hmm. okay so i really got to deal and work with the artists um so you talk about jay kanye rihanna yeah. um i mean you name it yeah. i've seen everybody that was on that show yeah mm-hmm. it, lots of people. so yeah. i got to to collaborate and and work with them and it was fun you know mm-hmm. and at the same time i also got to do my own music with some of them too like with white clef i got to be in the studio with Wyclef oh okay to work with clef nice um i also on my own i got to work with a guy named um robert cavillis we became partners mm. and i don't know if you know robert cavillis cnc music factory i was gonna say it sounds familiar yeah i wasn't sure I, I didn't put music it with factory. that though okay 
Yeah. Um, everybody. Yeah. 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 I know who they yeah. are, but yeah. I didn't put. Yeah, yeah. I, I must have. I don't know. But yeah, it was the produ- He was okay. the producer. It was him. Okay. Villas and Cole. Mm-hmm. And okay. they were producers. They were producing partner um, team. And then Cole died. Mm-hmm. And then um, Rob started doing his own thing. And we met. And um, he was like, listen, I want to get into this to hip hop because he was doing dance music back then. Yeah. And he was like, I feel like hip hop is, is the way to go right now. This is like 98, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, 98 and 99. And, um, so we became partners and we and we um, I bought him some artists and we had a hit record with a with an artist named Stagger Lee with a mm-hmm. song called Rock Your Body in, in New York. It was really big. Um, I got to travel the country. I oh, got to nice. produce records. I made some money, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah. So it was, you know, that whole period um, was uh, was great when I in the in the early 2000s. Um, and then, um, you know, me, you know, things after a while things separate me and robert separated as a Mm -hmm. as a production company but we're still friends right Mm now um and i went back to 106 because i took a break because i was touring yeah and they allowed me to come back you know ty blackman shout out to ty blackman (laughs) let me let me let me interrupt you just really fast uh, because this is something that i want to touch on do you formally go to school to learn all the technical stuff Mm-mm. So you learn all this stuff, and, and again, I want to touch on this because one of the, some of the people that we want to reach, it, um, they have to understand this process that you went through. You knew your passion, but you showed up and you showed up constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and for a long period of time, and sacrificed and sacrificed right? a lot to sit next to. Yvonne mm-hmm. and um, I forgot her name. Sue. And Sue. Sue. Yeah. This is something that, that explain that to me because this, again, this, I, I like dealing in okay. the abstract yeah. um, be, because so, that's something that it, it, it's not just a simple input output or you go to school and you learn the technical stuff and come back. There's, there's a passion and a desire that is an intangible that drove you through all, to all this. Right. So, so we go back, um, you know, after I got that, the job, right? Uh-huh. The summer of, of my high school year, I got that job. So I went through the summer and, you know, the thing that everybody did was like, all right, we go to college. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I went to college, right? Mm-hmm. I went to, I, I kept my job, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I was going to go to school around my job. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went to BMCC Community College in Man- in Manhattan mm-hmm. and my classes were at 8 a.m. to about 10. I had to be at work at 11. Mm. So I would do a, a class t- in the morning yeah. and then I would go to work. I would work from 10 to 6 and then I would have a 7 o'clock class back to school mm. from 7 to 10. Oh, Oof. wow. And yeah. then I would do it over again. Every day, the next every day, uh-huh. every day, and then so I did that for about six months, uh-huh. right? I did that for about six months, and you know, um, in that six months, or and so I've been working there now nine months now, uh-huh. mm-hmm. right? As a because they hired me in June, and now we're like in the next year, like the beginning of the year. And I get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> so so now I'm and from 350, now I'm making like 550 a week. Oh, and I'm wow. like, hey. and I'm like, 
I'm doing what I want to do. I'm learning what I got to learn. Yeah. Why do I need to go to college? Mm-hmm. And so I I left and I just said, you know, what? I'm going to go full steam ahead with this job and learn what I got to learn. So I never got to finish college. Mm-hmm. I went for, I guess, eight months. And then I just I dropped out and I was like, I'm just going to pursue what I'm doing right now. And that's what happened with school. Yeah. I, and I, I learned on the job. You learned on the job. I learned yeah. on the job. Everything yeah. I learned was on the job and just because of, of passion and curiosity. And curiosity, yeah. And yeah. I want I want to touch on that because again, we we, we are in a, we we push we put such a big emphasis on formal education. And on and again, I'm not discrediting it and, and no, it's important it's it's important. Um but there's many people that feel that that's not their path. And but they also have to understand that if you're going to pursue something else, you have to put in the dedication, you have to put in the passion, you, you got to learn. put in the put in the work, and you have to be open to learn. And that's one of the parts that that epitomizes like your story to me, um, because there there's you know everybody wants to everybody wants to shine, but you have to put in the effort for it, and, right. and that's what you that's what you're alluding to. Yeah, my my um opinion about school right now for kids is that if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be an architect, if you want to um, code and I mean, even that you could teach. I understand going to four, you know, to college mm-hmm. and the relationship part of college is amazing, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's experience. That's yeah. important yeah. because you build some of those relationships that last forever. Mm-hmm. But Um, right now we live in a world where everything is right here. Yeah. Anything you need to find, anything you need to learn, anything you need to know, it's at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. YouTube is the biggest school in the world. Yep. Yeah. Right. You have all types of people willing to teach. Like this podcast is a a, a lesson. You know it, what I'm saying? It, like, it has been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm no, saying but his, if, if I was, if you were viewing it and, and oh, somebody would just yeah. wanted to, it's a lesson. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there's, a, there's a lot of life lessons being taught. Absolutely. Um, there's, if you need technical skill, like for audio, I would never go to school for audio <laughs> yeah. um, because number one, technology changes so fast that mm-hmm. once the school has it, they're behind. Yeah, yeah right? that's yep. true. Yep. That's a good point. YouTube, You type in whatever. I've taught myself everything through YouTube. Yeah. Pretty much. So has you know? he. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So has I'm he. I'm sure yeah. you have too. Yeah. yeah. But I'm so, with you. Like when you had mentioned earlier that, um, or maybe it was Omar who mentioned it because Omar says this frequently, but like as an individual who um, I went all the way, like I went all the way, like postgraduate, like I, so, and it's been a lot of work for me, you know, to, to get to the stage that I'm at where I'm at a dissertation. Um, but I, this is my path. Like I wanted to do this and I knew that, um, what I want to do required having those initials, even though I'm not a big fan of that, being a doctor for what I want to do was something that I needed to pursue. But I'm also, At, at, by nature, I think I'm an academic. I like school. When I'm not in school, I'm like, I'm not right. I'm not writing any papers. What's going on? I got. I need to research. I need to do something right. But right. I think that the thing for me, really, that is most notice or more notable, is that 
it's your formative years that it doesn't allow, uh, and I think you touched on this, is that it doesn't give you what you need to drive the passion for what you want to do later in life, mm, right? right? You don't get those skills. You don't get the, 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 the social skills. You know, you have to sit in a class. Everybody sits in a row. Everybody's facing forward. You don't know how to interact with people and, and, and finances and, and all of the things that are so credit. I didn't know about credit, writing a check. I didn't know about all this stuff. No. And those are things that were so like, um, important for people and the kids nowadays, they just don't get that. And now, like right. you said, we have the, the phone, but, and you just tick it, tick it, tick it and you're done, you know, you, but even this takes away from that experience. Right. And so I feel like what you're saying is that, you know, you, you, you went through school and you had the wherewithal, um, to have this understanding and, and follow your passion, you know, and you were able to sort of with your drive and your energy and your desire to be in this field, you did what it took to put yourself in a position where you were like, this is what I'm going to do. And you even veered from that to, you know, chasing money or whatever, but that was another experience for you. And you realize I need to stick with my what passion. What I want to do. Right. What's going to make me happy. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, we need those formative years and if you choose to go on and do, you know, go to college and do all, because I mean, Omar doesn't want to go on for any more school, but I wanted to go all the way. I was like, this is what I want to do. You know what I mean? But it, it's like that. It's like something that's missing in society. We don't cultivate that in people. We don't get them to sort of honor that, that um, passion that they have within them and that drive. Right. You know what right. I mean? I, I, I think, I think that's a systematic, um, I think that's something that's, designed mm -hmm. to be to me personally you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. like do we really want to make everybody we need workers mm -hmm. yes yeah and um a lot of the uh the stuff that we're taught especially in like public school and stuff like that when you go to college you you have more you know you could focus right mm -hmm. but but especially like high school and and middle school it's more about training you to be a worker yeah uh, yep. a, a, a wage earner instead of being a boss you know mm -hmm. yeah instead mm -hmm. of instead of uh instead of starting your own business you mm -hmm. know i think people are realizing that now you know finally because they're like wait a minute i went to school i got a hundred thousand dollars of debt and I'm making twenty dollars an hour. When yeah, Sunday, right? It's not adding. It's not adding up. It's not adding up. It's not adding up for real. And, and you know, and you know, I was lucky that I realized that early. Yeah. Because yes. I I would have been in debt too, and 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 done that, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's it's something that's devised. Like if we really go back, I mean, I don't want to go into. A, deep into all this yeah. you know but if we really go back on who 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 developed our educational system yeah yes yeah yeah that says realize, it all. oh yeah. okay I and, see and, the, why. and the reasons behind it too i mean i think that that we are at a at a place in time right now and you see it with the great exodus from work you see you see the reaction and a lot of people really can't make sense of it because it's something that is within us telling us well wait a minute this is not right. We have a raw deal. We we have to change things. We we have to evolve, and, and things have and things have to change. And I think the beauty about your story 
is <laughs> that you you realize that early. Yeah. Um, and and I and I seen a couple of your episodes in the podcast, and I see the sharing that you're doing um, to allow people to um, to see to see that. So let, let's talk about that now because you can, it is like a perfect segue to talk about what you're doing now because your career has been uh, passion driven mm -hmm. and, and, and you took a, you took advantage of opportunities that were put in front of you. So right now at this stage in your life, um, you, you, you've experienced some great things. You've done some amazing things. You yeah. are, you're part of a culture that has globalized and changed the, the world What are you up to now? What talk to talk to us about what you're doing right now? Right now, it's just funny you asked me that because right now I I feel like I'm at a transition stage right now. Okay, mm. you know, um, because and you know, and it's because of this whole COVID thing, right? Mm -hmm. This whole this really changed a lot for everybody. Yeah, right? definitely. Um, you know, being inside, um. I think a lot of people realized, wait a minute, you know, like he said, something ain't right. Uh -huh. Something yeah. is not right. Like mm -hmm. it's a great awakening. I yeah. think that's happening right now. And um, I, I've always felt like, you know, I think I've reached my limit when it came to TV, you know, like I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've done everything that I could do in my field. I got to do something different. Right. Okay. I still love music, you know, and the reason why I'm still in music is because of my kids, which I want to talk about. We can yes. talk about. Yeah. Yes. Late, Definitely. Right? Yeah. But for me now, um, I'm always going to work on music because I love music. Right. But for me now, I'm trying to uh, not trying. I'm going to transition um, into the whole crypto space. Okay. I really enjoy um, and think that that's the next, um, the next internet for us. Like think mm -hmm. of the internet in the nineties, mm -hmm. we're in the, the crypto space. And this is not only financial. Everybody's when I, when I, when I start talking about crypto, people think it's about money all the time. And it's not really about money. It's about what it's going to do to, to, for creatives. Yes. For, for and like um nfts non-fungible tokens mm -hmm. what it's going to do for for artists for the first time in history go ahead yeah no touch on that because i i, I I'm, a, i'm a little familiar with with the idea of of crypto i'm not I'm, you know i'm blockchain i know a little bit about it i'm not really too versed in it but the concept behind it is really about democratizing finances could you talk on that because a lot of people a, a lot of people don't see the what's coming down the line this is really decentralizing the the the, the banking system well it's essence. decentralizing the banking system but it's also decentralizing culture too yes right but yes. let's start with finances right because mm -hmm. that's the first thing mm -hmm. that people um think about when when they think of crypto mm -hmm. so imagine you being your own bank Okay, so that's basically what crypto is. So right now, um, or throughout history, right? I mean, we could go into monetary policy too, yeah. but but um, the game is 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 rigged against us. Yes, from the yeah. jump, right? Yeah, the way the banking system is, Definitely. right? Yeah. Um, so crypto promises because <clears throat> you know they're still. Um, a possibility that this promise won't come to pass because of let um, you know government legislation. Government is not <sighs> very happy, or I don't think they want to give up their power 
Correct. of controlling yeah. money. So yep. what what crypto allows is me and you to transact without a bank, without a third party, mm. without a third party. So right now to to send you some money, I got to go through Chase Zelly. I got to go through mm -hmm. through PayPal. I got to go through yeah. all these things. Imagine transition transacting like we send a text to each other. Yeah. Or like if I give you cash and you give me cash, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's 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 um it's given us access to deal with each other um, decentralized, meaning that they don't have to know where everything is, you know, where our money is going. Mm -hmm. um, neither, crypto, neither, neither do they have to get a cut from it, too. Right. I was going to say, do they not? They don't get anything yeah. out of it then either. No, well, like, well, like well, for they, instance, like one of the things that you should, that I want you to talk about this because most people don't know is that the Federal Reserve, it's nothing, there's nothing federal about it. And it's a corporation. It's a corporation, and 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 I, and I, but there's things like that that I know that you're trying to educate people on. So keep go, keep going because these are things that are really important yeah. um, for people that come from our communities. And, oh, because we don't know. Because we don't know. know. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. yeah. So I mean, we could go back to 1913 when when the Federal Reserve was was brought together by a bunch of bankers mm -hmm. that came together to create the Federal Reserve. It's called federal, but there's nothing federal about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You're so right. they um they basically um lent our government the money to 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 lend to banks, and the banks have this thing called fractional reserve lending, which they they take our money right and they get to lend it out to everybody. Um, but we don't make anything off of that. Correct. They make all the money off of that. Mm -hmm. Um. And they also inflate the money, right? Look at what's going on right now, right? Yeah. The, the reason why our country um, is even surviving is because our country is printing, printing, printing money. Mm -hmm. And that hurts us. We don't even realize it. It's a hidden tax on yes. us. Yeah. People think, oh, things just go up in price. No, they uh -huh. don't have to. It's, it's the Federal Reserve manipulating the money um, to... To whatever, um, to whatever they deem needs to be done, basically, right? right? right. It's 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 it. The system works for the higher ups, and yep. it doesn't work for the people below. Right. So crypto brings promise that that you know your money won't inflate, right? Because Bitcoin, you can only make a certain amount. It keeps people um, in check when it comes to spending. Like our government loves to spend money mm -hmm. um, and they love to spend it by printing more money, which devalues the money, which makes yeah. things more expensive. Look at what we're going through like right now. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. and one of the things that people don't understand too is the difference. Uh, most people think that the dollar is backed up by gold. It's not. And 1971, it's not. Nixon took it off the gold standard. And can, can you explain to people what the difference is between that and a fiat currency? Because I know that that this is one of the things that crypto is trying to fight against. Right. Fiat currency is what, what, what we were talking about right now. And the reason why fiat is so, um, I guess, detri detrimental to society, right? Mm -hmm. That's the word. My, um, It's because the governments are allowed to print as much of it as they want. If you look at countries like venezuela like argentina like mm -hmm. zimbabwe mm -hmm. like the wilmore republic in germany in the <laughs> 1940s they hyperinflated their money and and left people decimated because they were printing so much money to pay for the things that 
they couldn't afford like us, like us. Yeah. Like, like imagine, imagine us doing that. Yeah. We would be in jail. Yeah. We'd be wrong. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) For the rest of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the government just prints money and that's what's causing all this inflation and crypto promises to, to, to keep that in check. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a lot, lot of debate, um, about, um, is that really going to happen? Right. But the, the thing I know about, about Bitcoin is that there's only going to be a certain amount printed mm-hmm. or made mm-hmm. and there's never going to be more. So the price goes up. That's why the price goes up so much. That's why people are like, why it's $60,000 yeah. for that? Yeah. Why? And it's because um, the demand is there and the price is going up. But I think, um, crypto is the future and it's not only finances it's going to be real estate it's going to be um artwork it's going to be music it's going to be sports you know um so many things that it's going to touch in the future like we can't even imagine you you heard of um mark zuckerberg with his meta metaverse metaverse yeah right um crypto will be a big part of that Mm -hmm. um because people will be able to transact with each other you know, i'll be able to send you money your podcast if i if i see it and i like it i'll be able to be like Whoop. right and you could do that right now with third parties too but it'll be direct yeah. i just think that it's going to be the future and that's why i want to work in that field mm-hmm. um because like for the music right because i always come back to music um artists have always got the raw, the raw deal yeah well, the deal that is true like if it's you true. look at every dollar spent, an artist probably makes 12% of that dollar, which is 12, 12 cents. cents yeah. And that's because all these middlemen take a cut in between that. And these contracts are so um, so unfair uh-huh. um, that an artist ends up, you know, being in debt yeah. for yeah. the duration of their contract. So cryptos promise to change that because now artists, if you have a fan base, could raise their own capital to support their 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 you know their 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 venture expenses yeah Yeah. they fund their own their own projects they could start paying for the things that they need and that's coming from the people but not only will the the artists benefit Mm -hmm. um the fans will benefit as well because Mm -hmm. now you could say um you 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 want to buy that mark anthony nft right Mm -hmm. And with that Mark Anthony NFT, you get a percentage of the royalties of the song. Mm. So okay. think about it. So imagine you being a fan of somebody, but also able to to mo- to make a monetary gain off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you'd be a super fan now. Correct. Because, yeah, because not only are you a big fan, you're making money yeah. with you're, you're, partici- you're, partici- yeah. you're participating. participating in the process. You're participating in the in the in in the uptake. In wow. the um, in the growth, in wow. the growth of the, of the of the artist. Yeah, so those are the kind of things that excite me about the space. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that could hurt and detract is government. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years yeah. with government regulation. But I think they would be shooting themselves in the foot, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody made a great analogy. Imagine saying. Um, no, I don't want to to get into the automobile. I'm happy with horse and buggy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania, where are you? <laughs> that's funny. That's great. That's a great analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wasn't sure where you were going. I'm I like, get oh, it. Yeah, yeah, that okay. makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So imagine, um, you know, a country saying that, like, no, I don't want to yeah, get yeah. into automobile. I just want to stick yeah. with the horse and buggy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they would be, we would be shooting ourselves on, in, you know, in the foot because we would, um, hamper innovation yeah, in this country, definitely. you know, yeah. and that's, yeah, go ahead. So no, so then, so uh, when it comes to Bitcoin, um, what involvement uh, are you, do you want to be an investor in it and use it to create NFTs for artists? What will be your, your, your process that you really want to focus yeah. on? I'm already an investor. Okay. You know, so I've been, I've been in since 2018. Um, so I'm already an investor and I'm learning, Okay, which is, This is like that's why I'm I'm excited because it's like I'm learning something totally new Different again, new. right? So I'm learning how to become an investor, and I'm I'm doing all right with that. Uh -huh. But I'm also learning how to create NFTs with my kids. Okay, uh -huh. putting have because they're they're going to be the future, right? So if right. they they're so young right now that the thing about NFTs is that NFTs will gain value. Not every NFT is going to be. A successful NFT, right? Correct. It depends on who it is, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine we were talking about about Biggie. Imagine owning the Ready to Die NFT from Biggie Smalls 20 years ago. How how valuable would that be oh, right now? Extremely, yeah, very. So yeah. So that's how I think about with my kids with NFTs. They're really young. My daughter's 16 years old. Mm -hmm. She put out an NFT when she was 15 years old. Mm. When she wins a Grammy in in 10 years, yeah. Um, people are going to be like, where's that? And, you know, they're going to go back and look mm -hmm. for anything that she has mm -hmm. and it's going to be valuable. Yeah. So yeah. it's important that that especially if you're an artist right now, that you start creating these these and because it's like a collectible, a collectible. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you could do that. The 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 royalty thing, too. Right. Yeah. Right now, we're just doing like a piece of artwork with the music and some animation and that's the NFT. Mm -hmm. But the thing about NFTs is that it's um non-fungible token, right? They could only be one of a kind, right? Mm, right. So okay. you can make a series of them, right? But what's good about it is that you know who owns it, you know when it was made, you know the authenticity of it. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it great a lot of people can't understand it because they're like can't you take a screenshot of that no yeah yeah you could you could take a say, screenshot you of could, it. yeah but yeah, but there's but this is blockchain technology which is completely right. different yeah right exactly so the blockchain is what makes makes you understand who owns it mm -hmm. like you could take a picture yeah. like i could take a picture of the mona lisa yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but there's a guy who we know owns it mm -hmm. right and that's what yeah. blockchain does it, it shows ownership proof of ownership that's interesting. you know what i'm saying yeah because it's hard to understand it, it takes mm -hmm. a little second to really yeah. i'm at and this is the first time i'm hearing yeah. all this but this stuff, is so this is also the, the the evolution of of again you're looking at getting rid of the third party um and and, and democratizing economics and and what Absolutely. it does is that it allows people also because the other side is you know if you make a bad investment you're gonna eventually pay for it which it, it, it takes a lot of what causes the problems which are the the regulations and and like people's ideas as to what it is it, it makes it just this is what it is and this is where it's been and this is where it belongs 
anything other than that doesn't really mean anything because it's right here. So that's kind of like what you're saying that that mm -hmm. blockchain is it's about. It's about there there's there's no question, everything is locked and secure and safe, therefore it's true. Right. Right. Like like um Bitcoin has never been hacked, you know? Mm. Google has been hacked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um there's a bunch of companies that were hacked, you know? Every you hear every time you turn around there's another company being hacked. <laughs> yeah. But but um blockchain still hasn't you know bitcoin still hasn't been hacked so mm -hmm. it's proven that it's durable you know yeah. um and one of the last things i want to say about about crypto is that in the world there are about two billion people that are totally unbanked mm. wow. meaning that they don't have access to a bank account right we think of it and and you know, we take it for granted that we have a bank account but we got two billion people wow, in the world the that don't participate in the economy they have to go with cash yeah, to wow. to buy they don't have a credit card but they all have a phone yeah mm. yeah so that's what crypto is going to do it's going to help um 2 billion people participate in the world in the economy yeah so wow. imagine i could send someone in in yugoslavia you know yeah. some bitcoin right as long as they have a wallet and a phone yeah yeah that's interesting. So it's it's a really interesting space. So I'm excited about it, and that's awesome. where I want to. That's where I'm transitioning to right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so so it's like I'm starting over again. You know, mm -hmm. I'm I, you know I still do some of my my other work, of course, mm -hmm. but um, that's where I want to be, and that's where I'm gonna go. If you enjoy our discussions, make sure that you like, subscribe, and share. Also, leave us some comments. We want to hear your feedback. If you're interested in knowing more about a soul's quest. Make sure you check us out on our website at asoulsquest.com.